Hi, crewmates. I am sorry for the last uh, podcast. So it looks like my book, um, when they were publishing it, they made a mistake. And so it looks like I'm missing more than 15 pages, which is crazy. Yeah. So, um, and they just added pages from the previous chapters. So I'm probably going to have to write to them because that, yeah, that's not good. So anyway, we're in chapter 21. I was able to find it online at chapter 21 and it goes, going to the bathroom at school just plain sucks. I have to be taken out of my chair, lifted into the toilet and held there so I don't fall. Then someone has to wipe me when I'm finished. It's not so bad when mom when it's mom, but it's awful when a classroom aide has to do it for me. She is required by law to wear plastic gloves. I guess in case I have some kind of infection or disease. It's completely embarrassing. I don't usually have to go first thing in the morning, but I'm so nervous on Tuesday, I ask to be taken twice. Then I go to all my inclusion classes. The students who tried out for the quiz team can't stop chatting about the test. I listened to every word. I couldn't believe how easy it was, Connor boasts. I bet I got a higher score than you did, Claire says, her voice cocky. I thought the geography questions were off the map, Rose adds. I never even heard of some of those countries. Jessica shakes her head. The math part wasn't much fun either. I can't believe we even care about a dumb test for a quiz team, Ronnie comments. Because the competition is on television, man, Connor replies. Big time TV coverage here in town. And if we make the finals, we get to go to D.C., where it will be televised all over the country. If we win, we get to be on Good Morning America. My grandma and feeling can watch me and my auntie in Frisco. I'll be famous. What do you mean if we win, Connor? Claire asked him. Don't you mean when we stomp the competition? Yeah, for sure. I already bought a new suit for when I'm on TV. Rose rolls her eyes. I thought this was a team contest, Connor, she reminds him. Hey, the team would be nothing without me. He holds his hands up in the air for high fives. I listen quietly from the back of the room. When the bell rings to indicate that it's time for Mr. Deming's class, my palms feel sweaty. Catherine pushes me into the room and whispers into my ear, Relax, you rock! Mr. Deming gets the class quiet and takes attendance. Why do teachers go so slowly when you want, when you want something from them? Finally, he removes a sheet of paper from his briefcase. I graded your quiz team's test last night, and since many of those who tried out for the competition team are in this class, I'm going to share the results with you now. The teachers of the other class who have students who tried out have been given this same list and are at this moment reading the results to them. So read the list, Connor shouts, getting up from his desk. If classroom behavior were a determining factor for making the team, Connor, you might be in trouble. Mr. Dimmin says, please quiet down for a moment. That shuts him up and he sits down heavily. First of all, I'm very proud of all of you who took the test. 
It was quite challenging, and you all did extremely well. Rose raises her hand. Yes, Rose. Can we see the questions and answers later so we know where we messed up? Absolutely. As a matter of fact, we'll use this test as a learning tool to study for the real competition. But anyone is free to see the test and check the responses. Please read the names, Connor says, as politely as ever as I've ever heard him. Mr. Deming smiles. Okay, we'll do. I shall read the al alternates first. Two fifth graders, two from sixth grade. Amanda Firestone, Molly North, Elena Rodriguez, Ronnie Masool. My heart falls to my shoes, which is not quite to the floor, but close. How could I have missed so many questions? Maybe my thumb slipped and I pushed the wrong letters. Catherine squeezes my hand. Molly and Ronnie screech with joy. Amanda and Elena are sixth graders. Connor is noticeably quiet. And now, Mr. Demi continues, the names of the four students who scored the highest and will represent our school at the local competition downtown. The alternates will accompany them and will be called upon if any of the team members are unavailable to participate in any way. Are we ready? Ready, Connor says softly. I notice he has his fingers crossed behind his back. I am proud to report that all four are from our classroom. He pauses. To know all the finalists are from fifth grade blows me away. Way to go. We torched sixth grade six. Awesome, Rodney says. Now read the names before Connor wets his pants. Connor reaches over and smacks Rodney on the back of his head. Mr. Dimming takes a deep breath. The top four scorers and members of our quiz will be Connor Bates. Connor interrupts him with a wild whipping cheer, of course. And if I may continue, Mr. D says over his glasses, we also are pleased to welcome Claire Wilson, Rose Spencer. Claire's smile is smug. But that's only three, Connor says, looking around in confusion. I can count, Connor, Mr. Deming replies dryly. So, who's the last person on the team? Molly asks. Earthquake report. TV weather guys feel some strange activity coming from a local school. Could it be a girl's heartbeat pounding too hard? Mr. Deming clears his throat. Ugh. I must apologize. I think we all have all underestimated a member of our class. Earthquake report, this is the big one, he continues. In my 15 years of running this competition, I have never had a student make a perfect score on the practice test. It is designed to be challenging, to weed out the weaker candidates. In a word, it's hard. Tell me about it. Connor mumbles. When Melody Brooks took that little practice quiz with us last week, I thought it was a lucky accident that she did so well. But yesterday, Melody blew us all away. She got every single question right. He pauses.
making sure everyone is taking this in. And then he says, all of them. Earthquake report, walls are tumbling everywhere. So she's on the team? Rose asked, disbelief in her voice. Yes, she is on the team. But, but, we'll look weird, Claire counters. Everybody will stare at us. I'm not going to have any, any kind, any of that kind of talk. Do you understand? Mr. D says sternly. I'm very proud of Melody. I regret I underestimated her and I'm glad to have her on our team. Earthquake report, call the paramedics. A girl in fifth grade is about to explode. Everybody in the class turns to look at me. Catherine gives me a hug. Rose flashes me a smile and I try not to kick and drip and make my teammates sorry. They'll be on the team with them. Will the whiz kids folks be cool with Melody? Melody, Melody, Molly asks. Mr. Demi looks thoughtful. I'll contact the quiz team officials and let them know about our special circumstances, he says. But that's no concern of yours. Now listen up. Team members will meet every day after school for two hours for the next two weeks. Right up until the first competition. Practice sessions are mandatory. Here is paperwork for your parents to read and sign. I need it back tomorrow. Earthquake reports. Expect big aftershocks. Nothing like this has ever been seen before. The more I think about it, the more excited I got. Television, pressure, people looking at me. I can feel myself getting tense and tight. My arms and legs are starting doing the, our legs are start doing the tornado spastic dance. My head jerks. I try not to, but I screech just a little. Everybody turns at the sound. I see Molly and Claire jerking their hands, kicking their legs, and making crazy noises. A few people giggle. Mr. Dimming's face grows tight. I aim all my energy at my thumb and point to go. Catherine gets the message and hurries me out of there. I want to find a hole and hide in it. Chapter 22. The next two weeks pass in a whirlwind. In spite of my little display of weirdness that Tuesday in class, I showed up at practice on Wednesday afternoon as if nothing had happened. Maybe nothing had. I was just being me. I'm not sure what the others thought. They said nothing about it. So like all the other team members, alternates and regulars alike, I stayed every day after school to practice from 3.30 to almost 6 o'clock. I couldn't get over the fact that I was part of the team. Okay, truth. There was the team, and there was me, and we were in the same room, but we weren't quite a team. They appreciated the fact that I usually got the answers right, but when Mr. Damon gave us multiple choice questions to answer, I had to think for only a moment, then hit the correct letter on my machine. But lots of the preparation involved fast and furious back and forth discussions, and I had trouble adding anything to what was being said most of the time. Oh, one of the longest one-syllable words in the English language is screeched, Connor announced one afternoon as he chopped on a raspberry twizzler. That's a good word for melody, Claire said as she snatched his candy and took a bite. I couldn't respond, and nobody else bothered to. 
What do you call that dot that goes over the letter I? Elena, Elena asked the group. I knew the answer, but it took me too long to spell out the word. It's called a title, Amanda answered. Quickly, like the brain of a fifth grader. Ooh, snap, said Ronnie. I had planned to type snap when she said that. When she said that too, but I was too slow. The group already zoomed on to another question. Gee, they talk fast. Who was the first child born in the American colonies? Rose asked, reading from a huge stack of three by five cards in her hand. Virginia Dare, Elena answered. Okay, my turn. She flipped through her own cards, color-coded. Who was, who was the first Miss America? That's dumb, Connor said. They're not going to ask stupid girl stuff like that. You don't know the answer, Clara asked him. Of course I know, Connor replied with a snort. Margaret Gorman in 1921. She was 16 and probably looked better than you. He and Ronnie were the only ones to laugh. Ronnie jumped in then. I've got a nasty question. What is pediculous? Without missing a beat, Rose answered, when you've got a scalp full of headlights? Ew, do you know that from personal experience? Of course not. I was just looking for a hard word, Ronnie told her. He and Connor continued to laugh at that, continued to laugh that time. You want a hard word? I got one, Amanda told the group. What is Hextalism. That seemed to stop all of them for a minute. So I had time to tap on the number six, followed by the word fingers. Then I pushed play so they could all hear my answer. Good job, Melody, Elena said. How does she know all this stuff? Claire whispered to Rose. She's smart, Rose said, flipping through more cards. But she'll look on on TV, don't you think? Claire continued as if I couldn't hear her. I was ready for her. I had typed a couple of things that night before, so I had to so all I had to do was push a button. TV makes lots of people look funny. I had the machine saying, Maybe even you, Claire. Ooh, look who's got snaps now, Connor hooted. Good one, Melody. If I could have danced, I would have. But as quickly as that moment happened, it disappeared. The team zipped out at a rocket pace speed, feeding off one another's knowledge and skill. At that rate they were going at that rate they were going, there was no way I could jump in quick enough. I listened, however, and remember it all. What's the only rock that floats? Pumas. How many chromosomes does a human have? Forty six. What was the first state to allow women to vote? Wyoming. What's Mr. Zimmy's first name? Wallace. <laughs> We all cracked up at that. At the end of every prep session, Mr. Dimming gave us another official quiz from national headquarters. Since those always consisted of multiple choices, I always did well, but I wanted to be just like the rest of them as we studied. On Thursdays, in the middle of practice session, Rose's mom ordered pizza for everyone and had it delivered to the school. Your mom rocks, Connor says. You're easy to please, Connor, Rose replied with a laugh. Everybody rushed to get the hot, spicy, smelly slices from the box. I was starving like the rest of them, but I just sat there. Don't you want some pizza? 
Elena asked me. I'll go get a slice for you. She never said much during the practices, but she took lots of notes, and she usually, usually scored pretty high on our practices quizzes. Not hungry. How can I explain to her that without Catherine or my mom or Mrs. V, I wasn't able to eat. I had to be fed like a baby, and I made a mess even then. When mom came to pick me up, she asked me if I wanted to stop by Pizza Hut on the way home. I just shook my head. Chapter 23. The day of the actual competition dawns, draw, dawns bright and chilly. I shiver in the early March air as Mrs. V and I wait for my school bus. My jacket feels good. We've decided to use the manual chair today since the electric one, even with the car ramps, is a little too heavy for mom. Uh, for mom to handle her own. You ready, Mellow Jello? Mrs. V asked me. Oh, yeah. Your head feel, oh, your head feels like it's gonna pop with all those facts stuck inside, she teases. Oh, yeah, I grin at her. You'll do fine, better than fine. Dynamite, possibly awesome, Mrs. V says. Oh, yeah, I push again. We'll all be downtown in the audience cheering you on. And the team? There are others on the team, she asked, smacking yourself on her forehead. I thought you were I thought you were a solo act. And teens from other schools? Don't worry, you're smarter than all of them put together. So we'll be cheering the loudest. Your mom and your dad, me and Penny. Do I look okay? Mrs. V looks up and down. Like a television star, she replies. Your mom tucked an extra blouse in your bag, just in case. Catherine knows what to do. I'm glad Catherine will be going with us. And I think Mr. Deming is glad as well. Tell me the plan again. Your mom will pick you up from school, take you to get a bite to eat, and get you to the TV studio about 15 minutes before the rest of the contestants. Penny and your dad and I will meet you there. TV folks won't freak out when I show up. They are all well prepared for you. Actually, it's possible for a few reporters might be there and want to talk to you. Me? Why? I can't imagine why any news person would want to talk to somebody who can only talk through a machine. How boring. You're a wonderful human interest story. Other people might be interested in knowing more about you. They won't make fun of me. Just the thought of it makes my palms sweaty. Mrs. V takes my hand in hers. Not at all. They'll admire you, I'm sure. You are Spalding Street Elementary School's own personal Stephen Hawking. They're lucky. Hope so. Here's your bus. Have a great day, Melody. I'll see you tonight. I managed to get through the day without spilling anything on my clothes. And I'm relieved to see mom when the last bell rings at school. After a quick meal of macaroni and applesauce in the car, smart mom, smart mom, nothing red, we head downtown. We find a handicapped parking spot right in front of the studio. And after the usual unloading, unloading the chair down the car ramps, seating me and strapping me in, then attaching Elvira, Elvira, we roll inside. The receptionist, a chunky, pleasant woman with lots of mace, makeup and frizzy hair, directs us to the staging area. I have to blink a little to figure out all 
to figure it all out. Everything you see on TV is fake. I see the place where they film the news. When I watch it on television at home, it looks like the reporters are standing in front of a huge window that shows all downtown. But it's just a painting. And it's pretty small. So is the desk where the reporters sit in and seems so much bigger from home. I recognize a couple of the reporters who I watch every day. I can't believe how skinny the morning lady is. On TV, she looks normal size. I'm going to look like a huge balloon when the cameras show on me. Speaking of cameras, they're huge, like giants, black mechanical space beans on wheels. Guys with headphones and women with clipboards run around checking stuff. The back part of the studio is dark, but the place where the contestants will take the co contest will take place lit brightly. I can see where the team will stand and the big buttons they'll push for the answers. In the other room behind all the cameras and the action are the benches where the audience sits. Some people have already started to file in, and I could see them through a large glass window. I jump when Catherine taps me on the shoulder. Fascinating, huh? For real, I type. She and mom. She and mom chat a bit before a man wearing jeans and a Cincinnati Bengal sweatshirt approaches us. Excuse me, he says to me, but are you Melody Brooks? Surprise, I quickly hit. Yes? My name is Paul, and I am the stage manager. He's huge. Hand swallows mine as he shakes it. I'm glad you're here early. Let's see if we have you set up correctly. We're really glad to have you participate. He spoke directly to me, not my mom or Catherine. <laughs> I like him right away. We roll across the studio carefully to avoid cords and wires and enter the area where the competition will take place. This is where the members of each team will stand, he explains. They each have four large buttons to push. Red is for letter A, Blue is for letter B, yellow is for letter C, and D, of course, is for green. I nod. And here, Miss Melody, is where you will sit, right next to your teammates. I have rigged a special answer board for you, so it's adjusted to the height of your wheelchair. He looks pretty proud of himself as he shows me the setup. Wow, I type. This is perfect. How did you know? My son is in a wheelchair, he says with a shrug. I build stuff for Rusty all the time. But there's no way he can do what you are about to do. He kneels down so he can look me in the eye. Knock their sauce off, champ. Rusty will be watching. Okay, I type. For Rusty. He rolls me behind my answer board and lets me practice with four color-coded buttons because they are so large. Hitting the right one is actually easier than using my Medi talker. I don't even have to aim with my thumb. I can use my whole fist. When I hit the red button, the letter A lights up on the screen in front of me to lock in the answer. Thanks, Paul, I type very, very much. He winks, gives all the buttons a quick punch to make sure they all light up, then tells me he'll see me later. I can do this, I tell Mom and Catherine. I'm ready. The rest of our team starts to arrive. Connor, dressed in a black suit with a red tie, actually looks good. Rode blushing and it, Rode, Rose, blushing and nervous, is wearing pale blue. 
Hi, Melody, she says. Are you scared? Nope, not at all, I type. My mom made me wear this tie, Connor complains as he rolls his fingers inside his shirt. Collar to loosen it. I hope I don't choke on live TV. If he does, at least the attention will be on him instead of me. What if I do something stupid or I start to drool and the camera does a close-up? Amanda, Rodney, Molly, and Elena, the alternates, look a little sad as they wander around the studio. They won't get a chance to participate unless something happens to disqualify one of the four of us. I guess that includes Connor's fainting or me convulsing. Are you okay? I hear Rose ask Amanda. Yeah, but it's just like I'm all dressed up with nothing to do. I feel you, Rose says. Break a leg, break a leg Amanda tells her. Really? Rose smiles. That's what you're supposed to say for good luck, Amanda explains. I know, but look at it this way. At the finals in Washington, there are six people on the team, so that opens things up. So go out there and win. Will do. Claire and Molly, Claire and Molly make funny faces towards the camera, pretending they're on air. Neither speaks to me. Look, Claire, Molly says, her voice for once in awe something. You can see your reflection in that camera over there. Do I look okay? Claire asks, smoothing her dress. Do you look great? Molly assures her. You know, it's really ought to be you up there instead of Melody, Claire says loud enough for me to hear. Well, I'm ready if she messes up, Molly whispers back. I just shake my head and think, delete, delete, delete. No way am I getting this negative mess. I'm letting their negative mess me up. I have nothing to worry about. Mr. Dimmings hurries. Oh, Mr. Dimming hurries in, wearing a brand new navy blue suit, a fresh white shirt, and a red tie and vest. The whole team cheers, and Connor gives him a high five. He buzzes around for a bit, like a ner- uh, ra- He buzzes around for a bit, like a nervous bumblebee. He checks on details, wishes us all good luck, then goes to sit in the observation area. No teachers are allowed near the students during the competition. Catherine is allowed to stand in back behind the cameras just in case I have an emergency. Other teams start to fill the studio in as well. Uh, oh, sorry, just lost my, uh, one team from Green Hills Academy is all dressed in Kelly Green sweaters. Not a bad idea, but the sweaters are ugly. Another team from Crown Elementary is wearing little fake crowns on their heads. That seemed to me like a little over the top. Our team hasn't done anything special. They don't need to. They have me. Uh, let's read... Okay, yeah, let's read chapter 24. It's time! Camera's rolling! Someone calls out. In five, four, three, two... He points at the man at the center stage. The moderator, a slim guy with hair that looks like it has been glued into place, brushes a speck off his tuxedo, adjusts his red striped tie, and begins... Red right tie and begins speaking right on cue. Good evening, he says with that perfect modulated voice that announcer seems to be born with. 
My name is Charles Kingsley, and I'd like to welcome you to the WizKids Southwest Ohio Original Competition. Cheers all around! In two weeks, the winner of this competition will travel to Washington, D.C. to represent our area at the National Championship. More cheers. We wish the best of luck to all our young competitors. The studio quiets. The rules are simple, Mr. Kingley explains. Team will be asked 25 questions. Each correct answer from each four members team is worth one point. So the maximum total team score is 100 points. He pauses so the camera can show the scoreboard. Then he announces, the two teams with the highest score from all preliminary rounds will meet for what we call a quiz-off. So points totals, totals are critical. The winner of that final set of quiz questions will be declared our local elementary school level champion and will proceed to the nationals in Washington. The team that emerges as the winner will appear live on national television on Good Morning America the next morning. Cheers and applause. Our first, first two teams to compete tonight will be Woodland Elementary and Spalding Street Elementary. Take your places, ladies and gentlemen. The four contestants from Woodland and the other three members of our team walk to the testing area, waving for the cameras. Catherine rolls me to my position, then she gives me a quick hug and walks away. I like to take a moment, Mr. Kingsley says, to introduce you to a very special participant in our competition tonight. Her name is Melody Brooks. The cameras all point in my direction. The studio lights are incredibly bright and hot. I blink rapidly. I feel damp and sweaty. Although the other contestants will stand, Melody will be seated as she answers the questions. We've made adjustments to our answer board so that she can access the buttons, but nothing else. I hear she's a fierce competitor. I try to wait, but I figure I look goofy and wobbly, so I pull my head down. Rose stands next to me with Connor in the middle and Claire on the far end. I feel like I'm going to throw up, I hear Claire whisper. Don't you dare, Connor hisses. We'll start with a practice round so you can familiarize yourself with our button system. Everybody ready? Which of the following is a mammal? A, cat, B, bird, C, turtle, D, spider. Everybody, including me, pushes A, of course. The screen in front of us light up with the letter A. Don't you wish all the questions would be that easy? Mr. Kingley asks, chuckling. <laughs> yeah, right. Remember two things, he reminds everyone. First, this is a team competition. And second, this is not a test of speed, but of accuracy. Teams get more points if all four contestants come up with the correct answer. And the two teams with the most points meet for the finals. Are we ready? Ready, the seven contestants on stage answer. I start to hit the word ready on my board, but I decide to concentrate on the contest instead. Round one will have 25 questions. Let us begin. Number one, I tense. Here we go. The average lifespan of an adult mayfly can range from A, one minute to one hour, B, 30 minutes to one day, C, one day to one week, D, two weeks to one month. Bing, 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 bing. Everyone hits their buttons once the answers are locked in. The readouts are displayed. Everyone on our team answered B. One person on the Woodland team answered A. Mr. Kinsley smiles and says, 
Woodland has three points and Spaulding now has four with all correct responses. We can do this. I can do this. Bring on the next one. Number two, he intones. The battles of Lexington and Concord hit in the American Revolutionary War were fought in what year? A. 1774. B. 1775. C. 1776. D. 1777. That one's a little tricky. I press B. However, so does everyone else. The score is now seven to eight. Mr. Kinsley, Mr. Kinsley continues. In literature, the word oxymoron means which of the following? A, a combination of contradictory words. B, the outcome of a sequence of events. C, an applied reference to a literary or historical event. D, a symbolic story of narrative or narrative. I'm fairly sure the answer is A, but that word could mean big-headed crippled kid who thinks she can win in a national quiz competition. When the answer is shown on the screen, Connor got it wrong, and so did two members of the Woodland team. So the score now is set at Woodland, 9, Spalding, 11. We're still up, but we have 20 more questions to go. The next question, Mr. Kinsley says, deals with math. Oh, crap, I'm dead meat. There are 2,357 paintings in an art museum. The museum has 124 rooms, which is the reasonable estimate for the number of paintings in each room. A, 10, B, 20, C, 60, D, 200. Yep, dead rot meat. Let's see, I've got to visualize the museum and rooms and lovely paintings. How many in a room? Not sure. Divide what into what? Not sure. I'm going to say 60. When the answer flashes as B, I feel like an idiot. But Rose got it wrong too. And so did two kids on the Woodland team. The score stands at 13 to 11. By the time we get to the 25th question, I'm sweaty and thirsty, but I'm pumped. The lead bounced back and forth between the two teams a couple of times. Sometimes they're in front of us, and sometimes we forge ahead with points. I I got most of the language arts, art answers right, but the math question stumped me. Connor can't spell, so he missed several of those questions. Rose is weak in history. Claire has trouble with science. The Woodland team was about the same. Some kids good in some areas, others good in others. We now come to the final question for our first two teams, Mr. Kinsley announces. He clears his throat and begins. A weather event that measures 6.5 on the Richter scale would be A, N, A, tornado, B, hurricane, C, earthquake, D, tsunami. I punch C and relax. I did not have a tornado spaz. Connor, Rose, and Claire all got the final question correct as well. Two people on the Woodland team answered Hurricane instead. When the results are tallied, our team has a total of 81 points. Woodland ends up with 77. Congratulations, Spalding, Mr. Kingsley says with a polished smile. The two, uh, the two highest teams score. Oh, sorry. The two highest scoring teams will meet for the final round later tonight. Good luck, and we hope we see you again. Victory for round one! As the show breaks for a commercial, we are all escorted to a special waiting room in the back. The students from Winland look disappointed. That is, that's it for them for the whole competition. All they can do now is watch 
as the second two teams head to the stage for their first session under the lights. Mom, Dad, Penny, Mrs. V, and Catherine all waiting for me in the back room, hugging me and kissing me like I've won the lottery or something. Catherine does a little happy dance. Dad tells me he filmed the whole thing on his camcorder. You rocked, Melody, Mrs. V shouts. I'm so proud of you, sweetie, my mom says. Can I have a Coke? I type as quickly as I can. I feel breathless. Everybody laughs as Catherine rushes to find me a paper cup for the sodas that are sitting on the sitting on ice in the waiting room for the contestants. Mom pours dribbles of the ice cold coke into my mouth. One sip at a time, making sure I don't spill on my shirt. I'm so thirsty. I don't really care that people from the other team are staring at me. Mr. Dimming, after talking to Rose and Connor and Claire, bounds over to us beaming. This is such a thrill, Melody. You're amazing out there. As a part of our team, extremely proud of you. Thanks, I tap. What's next? We wait for the next teams to compete. Then we'll meet and beat the other high-scoring team and pack our bags for Washington. Don't pack yet, I type with a grin on my face. <sighs> I've been packed for 10 years, he tells me. I've just been waiting for the right team. This is our year. I just know it. He wanders off to talk to other parents. I never thought about what teachers dream about. I had no idea what a big deal this is for him. Rhodes comes over and squats down next to Penny. I like your hat, she tells Penny, who is holding Doodle closely and wearing a blue polka-dotted hat with a red feather. Woosie, Penny says gleefully. How's my favorite baby girl, Rose says in her whispery voice. Woosie, Penny repeats. You did really good, Melody, Rose says to me. You too, I type. You think we have a chance for the finals? Yep. And Washington? Yep. And being on Good Morning America? Oh, yeah. Claire stays on the other side of the room with her parents, but Connor ambles over and stands next to Rose. You're okay, Melody, he says. You beat me on a couple of those. You rock in math, I tell him. I know, he replies with a grin, but I still can't spell. I hope they don't have any spelling questions in the finals. I gotta go to the bathroom, Mother says suddenly. I'm so nervous about the finals. She hurries out. I know what she means. Butterflies, moths, giant bumblebees flutter inside me. We were on camera. It felt like it took a million years to complete our round. But in just a few minutes, the seconds of... The second set of contestants come back to the waiting room. The school with the little crowns won so round two with twenty one round two was seventy nine points. Then within another half an hour, Edison Elementary clinches the third round with a score of eighty. Finally, a cool, a school called Perry Valley wins the fourth round with eighty two points. Just one more just one point more than us. I watched them, Mrs. V tells me, when they troop back to the room, excited and victorious. They're really good. Should we worry, I ask? Of course not. Our team is the best because they have a secret rep weapon, you. Suddenly, there's a rush of activity in the room. A stage heads come in to get us. Perry Valley and Spalding Street. We need you back on camera for the finals. You are our two top scoring schools. Congratulations. We hurry back to our places. The lights seem brighter this time. Mr. Kinsley returned to his position and gets his microphone adjusted by the stage crew. 
and shouts, Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the final round of our original WizKids competition. The winners of this round will represent us in the Washington, D.C. in just two weeks. All members of the winning team, along with their chaperones, will receive an all-expense paid trip to our nation's capital, three nights in a hotel, and tours of the city. Trophy! Trophy! Someone yells. Oh, the famous WizKids Championship Award. The winning team in Washington gets to take home that huge golden trophy. They receive a guest appearance on Good Morning America, and their school will receive a check for $2,000 to be used for academic endeavors. Lots of whoops at that time. Let us begin. Teams, are you ready? Ready, they all reply. I am ready too. All right, so we're in chapter 25. Hopefully I can finish um, by tomorrow. Well, well, hopefully by Friday. So I'll see if I can add maybe three more parts. All right, bye.